Welcome to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm your host, Carrie Norman, former perfectionist, people pleaser, and rule follower who woke up one day and realized I'd been living somebody else's dream because of my fear of stepping outside the lines. That's why I started this podcast, to interview authors, entrepreneurs, and everyday people who learn to overcome their fears and obstacles in order to live the life of their dreams to shine the light on how we can live the life of our dreams. Hi friends and welcome back to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. I'm so excited that you're joining me again. We have a great new year ahead of us. It's been about one year since I started the podcast and it's been so exciting. There's been ups and downs, I'm not going to lie, but I really appreciate your feedback, your downloads, and your encouragement. So at the time of this recording, it's January and a lot of us do new goals in January. You know, it's time of year we're going to lose weight, we're going to start this project, finish this project, do whatever the case may be. And so I'm starting with a theme at the beginning of this year, and the theme is things that keep us stuck, and specifically from achieving our goals. And the first segment, today's segment, is going to be on perfectionism. And I have to give a big gulp here because this has been my Achilles heel for my whole life that has uh, held me back from achieving the big goals that I want to achieve. But I'm going to call myself a recovering perfectionist and I'm hoping that some of the things that we talk about today can help you if you struggle with perfectionism, which we all do in, in some ways, some more than others, that can help you move on to do the things you truly want to do in life. So let's get right into it. The perfectionism monster, I want to call it, but not really. We're going to have a lot of quotes and things from experts on this topic, and then also some real real life examples from my life, and probably how you can relate to how perfectionism may have hindered you in the past. So we're going to start with some of Dr. Brene Brown's work. She's worked a lot I'm sure, as you know, in the fields of shame and vulnerability. That's a hard word for me to say. I'm not saying it perfectly. (laughs) Ha ha. Uh, Anyway, in her book, Daring Greatly, she talks about this quite a bit. And I'm going to give some segments from here, so all credit goes to her. But she talks about armors that we put on to protect ourselves from the outside world, from feelings of shame or vulnerability or judgment and perfectionism is one of them. Armors in general and perfectionism specifically help us feel stronger and protected. Even though as time goes on it gets increasingly difficult to keep carrying the weight of these armors against the world. And interestingly these armors and masks that we use, including perfectionism, can be off-putting to others. You know We can recognize this when we're around people whose lives look perfect, especially on social media. You know, you see people taking the best vacations, they have the best jobs, the perfect family, the husband that brings home flowers every week, the wife that gives foot massages (laughs) or something. Uh, They have coordinated family pictures with everyone wearing matching colors. You think, gosh, their life is just perfect. But it's not relatable, right? 
or in my case, sometimes I look at other podcasts or other speakers and think they're so polished, I will never get to that level. You know, I can't relate. Why even try? But the funny thing is, the things that we want to see in others, their vulnerabilities, their flaws, their messy stories, all of that are what is not allowed when we put up the shield, the armor of perfectionism. And even though we want to see it in others, we don't want to give it ourselves. We want to maintain that same perfect level that everything is just a-okay all the time. And so it's really a vicious cycle and everyone ends up feeling bad about themselves. So according to Brene, we usually start to try on armors in our tween years. So late elementary school, middle school, that's here in the US. So like grade four, five, six, seven, something like that. Um, And it's a way to hide our fears and our self-doubt. Specifically, the armor of perfectionism is based on the self-destructive and addictive belief that says, if I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of shame, judgment, and blame. I'll give you an example from my life. I remember in fifth grade, there was a boy I had a crush on, and he teased me and made fun of me for being chubby. So I started feeling shame about that. But at the same time, I was very a very good student, making straight A's, pleasing the teachers, meant a lot to me. So that started to spawn my um, perfectionism and being the perfect student, all that kind of stuff, to hide my shame around my body issues. And to put on the armor that, you know, I'm good at this, so please ignore this other area of my life. Please ignore it. (laughs) But as Brene says, perfectionism is self-destructive because it's unattainable. We all know that, you know, if you were raised in church or whatever faith, we know that none of us are perfect. And yet we all try to put on the facade. What it's really about is trying to control how others perceive us. And you can't control others' perceptions, no matter how hard we try. So when there's a little crack and we eventually do feel some shame or judgment, despite our efforts to be perfect, it makes us kick ourselves and double up on our efforts to be perfect so that it won't happen again. So it's a vicious, addictive cycle. It actually sets us up to feel more shame. And we say to ourselves, I feel I feel this way because I'm not good enough. And of course, there's a whole scale of perfectionism and we all fall on there somewhere. Some of us just try to defend vulnerability in certain areas of our life. And then those are others who try to be perfect in all areas of life. It's like a compulsion and an addiction. And I think we all can recognize those people as well. I mean, really, why am I saying those people? For a lot of my life, I've been that person and hopefully I'm moving away from that. But it may look like my house has to look perfect all the time before anyone can come over. Or even before the person who cleans my house comes over. I've been there and done that. Or I will not go out in public without makeup. You know, what will people think? Or I have to make like my kids are perfect and have never been in trouble. All sorts of things. So I've been one of them, but just keeping that up is truly exhausting. 
But I want to move on to the first way that we can help remove some of those chinks of the armor of perfection. And that is, again, according to Brene Brown's book, that we have to move from trying to manage people's perceptions, aka the what will they think, to the notion of I'm enough. And I'm able to give myself self-compassion and own my stories and cracks and be able to move through my shame. One of my favorite quotes from her book goes like this. We either own our stories, even the messy ones, or we stand outside of them, denying our vulnerabilities and imperfections, orphaning the parts of us that don't fit in with who or what we think we're supposed to be and hustling for other people's approval of our worthiness. Perfectionism is exhausting because it's a never-ending performance. Or as another author and speaker puts it in her YouTube video on perfectionism, Carol Dweck, she says, Perfectionism is like a dam that we build around us that has holes that we are constantly trying to plug. It's truly exhausting and unattainable. If you've been there with perfectionism and trying to keep all the balls in the air, you know it is exhausting. And, and we all know no one's perfect. And when we see somebody trying to act like that, it just, again, is off-putting. So that's kind of the generalities about what perfectionism is and what it stems from. But I want to move into now is how perfectionism keeps us stuck from achieving our goals. As podcaster Sam Laura Brown states in her podcast, The Perfectionism Project, perfectionism acts as a handbrake on our lives. So think about when you're driving your car, if you have the gas on, what if you were simultaneously putting on the handbrake? You wouldn't be getting anywhere, right? But what it does is it keeps your world so small that you will only do things that you know you can succeed at. You might make small goals, but never big goals because you don't want anyone to see that starting phase when you're not good at it and you're not perfect. I'll give you an example here of how I've let perfectionism put the handbrake on my life and it was happened right before COVID. I had a an education company reach out to me and wanted me to film some medical video series that I would be receiving um, residual income into the future on. And I was dragging my feet because I wasn't feeling confident about my body at the time. And I thought, oh gosh, I don't want to be on this video series forever and ever, not looking my best. And so I kind of ho-hummed and then COVID happened and I kind of got off the hook. But anyway, that fell through. But that could have been a huge thing. And I let it go because of how I was feeling about my looks. And I mean, I know hopefully one of you can relate and not think that I'm just crazy out here. But yeah, that's a an example in the past. And then a more present day example, and even as of today, <laughs> this recording, but I had always wanted to do a podcast. Not always. I mean, they weren't around 20 years ago, but you know, for maybe the last five years. But I kept saying, maybe one day, you know, I'm not good enough yet, whatever. So I didn't want to put it out there. And especially because I didn't think I was, quote unquote, good enough to inspire others or teach you anything. Because knowing my own life, most of the time has been a, most of the time crap show. 
you know? And so who am I to teach you anything? And that was my own shame getting in the way. Just an example of that. And even just preparing for this episode on perfectionism, I was overstudying everything. Or as Sam Laura Brown calls it, procrastinating. And I do that all the time, famous for it. You know, and so it delayed the project because it didn't feel like I had every quote or every passage of every book that's out there. I mean, come on, let's be realistic. Y'all can Google (laughs) anything that you want. So all that to say, I'm on the journey with you. I really am. But I, I want to see us all do more to put ourselves out there. Because I know that waiting until a project, book, podcast, creative art, anything is perfect before putting it out in the world can lead to it never getting out. Uh, It's been said, perfectionism is the enemy of done. Imagine if everyone in history waited for stuff to be perfect before getting out there, how much we would not have right now. So another method to quote unquote overcome perfectionism or the tendencies for that is to make it good enough and just put it out there even if you're cringing. I mean, I cringe at my podcast every week. And if I put it all, I mean, I try to leave some stuff in without edits, but if I put it all in, y'all would unsubscribe in a minute. But still, I want you to know that this is a real thing I'm still dealing with. If we don't just put it out there, your book manuscript that you've always dreamed of doing and have started may continue to sit in your drawer. Your painting might continue to sit in your house rather than in maybe a museum or in somebody else's home where they could be enjoying it. So in general, perfectionism kills creativity. So one of the best ways to combat perfectionism is just starting to create and then, like I said, get it out there with all its imperfections. As one of my mentors, Kathy Heller, says in her book, Don't Keep Your Day Job, One way to step beyond the fear is to realize that you're here to serve other people and the world deserves to know this gift of yours. Daniel Pink, a best-selling author, puts it this way. If you have something that you think benefits the world, I think you have the moral obligation to try and bring it to people because this is really about others. You kind of have to just get over yourself, right? And I also love what Kathy Heller says in her book. The highest act of service that we can partake in today is become a role model for what is possible. There is darkness and fear throughout the world, but by becoming the light in all our imperfect glory, then we start to show what is possible for others. Put another way, I love this quote by Les Brown. He's an international, inspirational, motivational speaker. I'm sure you've heard of him. This brings it right home like a dagger in the heart. And he says, he's quoted as saying, The graveyard is the richest place on earth because it is here that you will find all the hopes and dreams that were never fulfilled, the books that were never written, the songs that were never sung, the inventions that were never shared, the cures that were never discovered, all because someone was afraid to take that first step or determined to carry out their dream. So I just hope you and I can take that to mean don't go to your grave with your dreams still inside you, you and me. I'm preaching to the choir here, and I'm preaching to myself. So if you are someone who, like me, struggles from perfectionism, and you want to turn your perfectionism dial down, here's some summary of some methods that we talked about. 
need to own your stories, even the messy stuff. People will relate to you better. Practice self-compassion. Start creating something, anything. Recognize that you are here to serve others with your work and practice the concept of good enough when working towards your goals. So to wrap this all up, all this on perfectionism, I want to leave you with the concept of kintsugi. It's a Japanese art meaning joining with gold. You can Google it. It's actually pretty cool. So in this art, when a piece of pottery cracks, rather than trying to hide the cracks, they are painted with a lacquer that is dusted with gold so that the cracks are highly visible and celebrated. They believe that these vessels and pieces of art are more beautiful for having been broken. Let's be real, we're all broken. The dams we've built around us are all springing leaks. Why not just acknowledge it and maybe even paint them gold so that our lives can be the example for others to you know, go out there, go out there flawed, just put it out. Good enough is, is good enough and move forward with your goals. That's my hope for you, and that's my continued journey as well. So I hope you enjoyed this episode and got something out of it, especially if you're a fellow recovering perfectionist like me. And if you heard the TV and kids in the background, you'll know that I said it was good enough, and I pushed publish. So I hope you'll do the same with whatever you're working on. Thank you for listening to the Beacons of Bravery podcast. If you enjoyed the show, I would love it if you would go and rate and review the show and also share it with somebody who you think would benefit from listening to the message. I would also love to connect with you on Instagram or you can email me at beaconsofbravery at gmail.com. I hope something that you heard today will help you go out and live a more joy-filled, inspired life. Don't keep playing it safe. Be brave today. And of course, a huge shout out to Steve Denny for providing the music for this podcast.